Hello, and thank you for listening to the Redeemer Church podcast, now available on almost any platform where podcasts can be found. What you'll most often find here is our Sunday service sermon audio, but we'll also post bits and pieces of special services, events, and other things as they pertain to the life of the church. If you'd like to know more about what's happening here at Redeemer, you can visit us online at www.redeemermn.org or join us live Sunday at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube or Facebook. Just search for Redeemer MN or Redeemer Lutheran Church and locate the blue droplet icon. We're overjoyed at this opportunity to minister to you and to walk beside you as you begin to experience what it means to be the church. Let's dive in. If you haven't been with us um, the last couple of weeks, we are in a, a series that we're calling Read Your Bible, and it's about reading your Bible. Um, and so that's what we're, we're talking about, is we're trying to help uh, this, this family engage in the Bible together. Now, uh, today, um, before we like really jump in, I want to I wanna have you participate in something with me, okay? I'm going to ask a question, really simple. I want you to answer the question. If you're online, put your answer in the chat. Um, but it's going to be very simple, okay? So here's, the, here's my first question. When you watch a movie... Where do you start? The beginning, right? Okay, okay, we'll try it again. The, the beginning, ready? When you watch a movie, where do you start? The beginning, nicely done. Okay, when, when you go on a road trip, where do you start? The beginning. Okay, you guys are getting this, right? Okay, um, when you listen to a song, where do you start? The beginning. When you, when you play a, a board game or a video game, where do you start? The beginning, when you read a book, where do you start? So when you read your Bible, where do you start? In the middle, yeah. Like, you, yeah, you don't really start at the beginning usually. It's kind of a weird thing. Um, okay, that was kind of mean. Uh, but here, here's the deal. When, when it comes to like reading your Bible, um, the, the question that a lot of times we'll ask is, well, where do I start? And that's what I want to like talk about today is this idea of where where do I start? Or maybe for some of us, the question is, well, where do I start again? Now, here's, here's what's difficult about answering that question, about where do I start, um, is that there's no one answer to that question. Where do I start? The, in fact, the way that you answer that question completely depends on you. <laughs> which makes my job not easy this morning. But here's what I want to do. I want to help, I want to help you answer that question for yourself. Is where, where do you start reading the Bible? Or where do you start reading the Bible again? Now, growing up, my, uh, my parents got me into all kinds of sports. So they wanted you know, me to experience all the different things. And so when I was like two or three, um, they started me in baseball or t-ball at the time. Um, and when I first started t-ball, I knew nothing about t-ball. I knew nothing about baseball. And so my coaches, they had me start with the absolute basics, right? Learning how to like throw a ball and catch a ball, learning how to swing a bat so that you can hit the ball, right? And then when you hit the ball, run to first base, not third base, right? Like all the basics, right? Um, it, in, in first grade, my, uh, my parents got me going in gymnastics though. And uh, my gymnastics coach, what he learned was that, you know, I was short and I was flexible and I was like a strong kid. Um, and so my coach learned really quickly that um, I could actually start at a different place than where a lot of the other kids were starting. And so my coach moved me up to some of the more difficult things like the rings or the uneven bars. So I started at a different place. 
Um, in third grade, I started playing basketball. Uh, and in basketball, what my coaches learned is that I was a terrible shooter. I was just the worst. Um, and so instead, they had me start by working on my defense. Right? They, they, they were teaching me how to steal a ball without following the other player. But the, the one sport that I always wanted to play growing up was football. Now, why I wanted to play football is that you know, growing up, every single Sunday, um, I would spend the day with my dad watching the football games. I mean, every Sunday, that's what we did, is we'd watch football. Every Sunday, I would be disappointed in the Vikings. Every Sunday, <laughs> this was just my routine. And, and my, my dad, my dad played fantasy football. Um, and so I learned how to play fantasy football like at a like, super, super young age. I learned, you know, how do you pick the, the players that score the most kinds of points? And, and you know, what, you're learning the different positions. And, and, and so I, growing up, I always wanted to play football. And then, so in eighth grade, I finally joined the football team. First day of practice, first thing I learned was that I was the only person on the team who had never played football before. <laughs> so my, my coach pulled me aside and he's like, all right, Brian, like, what were you hoping to play? And I, you know, what position? I was like, well, you know, I, I'm fast. I want to play wide receiver, running back, because they score the points. And so that's what I want to play. <laughs> so the coach put me in at running back and he's like, all right, Brian, um, they're going to hand you the ball. You need to run between uh, the left tackle and the left guard. The who? <laughs> you see, those aren't positions you draft in fantasy football. I had no idea what a left tackle or left guard was. So all I heard was, go left. So I got the ball and I went left and got crushed. <laughs> and the coaches learned very quickly that I did not know football like I thought I did. They had to start me in a different spot. You see, when it came to like sports, for me, depending on how like much or how little I knew about the sport or like how good or, or not good I was at the sport, um, I, I started at a different place. And the same thing is true when it comes to the Bible, is that depending on you, you're going to start in the Bible in a different place. I mean, if you, if you grew up and you, you like know, like you grew up knowing the Bible stories, you're probably going to start reading your Bible in a different place than maybe somebody who has never heard a Bible story before. Who, who's probably also going to start in a different place than somebody who like has a PhD in like Old Testament studies, right? Like you're going to start reading the Bible in a different place depending on you. If, if, if you want to know what the Bible has to say about relationships, you're probably going to start in a different place than somebody who wants to know what the Bible has to say about like insecurity or, or hopelessness, right? It totally depends on you. And so answering this question of where do I start when it comes to reading my Bible, it completely depends on you. And so what I want to do is, uh, is I want to take us on a little bit of like a side journey, okay? We're going we're gonna to get back to answering that question eventually, but, but I want to take you on a little bit of a different journey to get us there, okay? Because we need to answer a different question first. So here's what we're going to do. We're, I'm going to have a start um, in a part of the Bible that I would recommend probably most people starting when they read their Bibles, the Gospels. The Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the first four books in what we call our New Testament. Um, and we're going to start in the book of Luke. Now, we're going to start in Luke, but in the spot I would not recommend you starting at the very end. Okay, so we're going to be in the very last chapter in Luke. We're going to be in Luke chapter 24. Um, and and uh, we're going to read a, a story that happens with Jesus. Now, to give you a little context here, okay, because we just skipped 24 chapters what just happened here? The book of Luke is all about Jesus, his life, what he said, what he did, who he hung out with, what he taught. All of that has happened. Jesus has been arrested. 
He's been crucified. He's died. He was buried. And he just today resurrected from the dead. Okay, that's where the story picks up. Jesus just resurrected today. So the story begins like this. In Luke chapter 24, verse 13, it says, that same day, again, the same day as Jesus resurrected, right? That same day, two of Jesus's followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. Okay, so these are Jesus's followers. These are people who follow Jesus around. It says, as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. So God kept them from recognizing Jesus. So here these two guys are, they're followers of Jesus, which which means they've been doing life with Jesus. They've literally been following Jesus around. That's who these guys are. Um, and, And it's telling that they're walking just outside of Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is where all of the events of Jesus just went down, okay? The arresting, the, you know, the trial of Jesus, the, the crucifixion, the death, the burial, all that happened in Jerusalem or right around Jerusalem, which means these guys were probably there, right? They either saw all of this go down with Jesus or at least had like secondhand like testimony from somebody who was there, right? So these guys kind of knew all the things that had happened and they're talking about what was going on. And, and then Jesus shows up in the middle of the conversation. Now, for me, when I read my Bible, um, if I'm just like trying to read words on a page, I don't have the attention for that, okay? I, just, I check out immediately. And so for me, when I read stories like this, I have to like imagine the story in my brain. Like I get a picture of these two guys, what their faces look like, where they're at. Like I, I try to imagine the story. And for me, and I could be wrong on this, but for me, when I imagine this story, I don't imagine these two people having like a really pleasant conversation and like they're telling the story of Jesus, like finishing each other's sentences. Like, oh no, oh my, we Like that's not how I imagine the story. To me, I imagine this conversation being a little bit more like tense, a little bit more heated than that. Like to me, I imagine these two guys having a conversation a little bit like how like two Americans would have a conversation about COVID, right? Like, like, like they're, ha- they're having a conversation about Jesus. They've experienced the same thing, but they, don't, they didn't really experience it the same way. Like they saw it differently. They, they, they know that it's Jesus, but, but, but like, you know, how all the pieces fit together, how it all started, what it all means, right? Like they, 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 they feel like they know what it is, but they're not, they're not totally convinced. And so they're trying to put the pieces together. Like that's how I imagine this story going down. And then and then Jesus sneaks up from behind him and is like, what's going on? <laughs> right? He joins the conversation. And this, is the, this, is, this part cracks me up. This is how the story continues. So Jesus, Jesus is there and he goes, so he, Jesus, asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? So they stopped short, sadness written across their faces. And then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened here the last few days. This is the best. Jesus says, what things? (laughs) It's the best. Jesus is hilarious, right? Like, again, we're having this conversation around COVID and somebody's like, COVID, what's that? Right? Like, where have you been? Have you been living under a rock? Right? You're having this conversation about Jesus. And literally Jesus walks up. He's like, what's the whole fuss about this Jesus character? Right? What's going on here? Hilarious. I I love how Jesus goes into this. So, so, So they try to explain to Jesus what just happened to Jesus, 
<laughs> and this is what they say. It says, the things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles. And he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb earlier this morning. And they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing. And they had seen angels who told them that Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. Now, again, if we had taken the time to read through the entire book of Luke leading up to this point, we would know that what these guys just said was accurate, right? This is how the events went down. This was all correct. This was all true, which you would imagine Jesus saying, oh, nice job. You guys recalled that well. But what Jesus actually says, Jesus then replied, you foolish people, which like pause, hang on. Like, I feel like it, like, it's not, a, I don't know. I want to say Jesus, like, cool it. What's that about? Like, that, I don't know. You foolish people is how Jesus replies. He says, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? And then Jesus says this, and this is what, what I want to focus in on. Jesus says, or it says, then, then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, have you ever, have you ever like watched a movie um, where you like, you watch the whole thing and then in the last five minutes, there's like this twist that completely reframes the entire movie you just watched. And then so you go back and you rewatch the movie and it's like a whole different movie because now you know what the twist ending is. That's what Jesus just did with the Bible. That's what Jesus does here. You see, these two guys, they knew their Bible. Or, or like in their case, like again, they didn't have the Bible. They, they had what would be the equivalent of our Old Testament. And so these guys knew, these guys knew their Bible, right? They, they knew Genesis. They knew the story of creation. They knew about Noah and the flood. They knew about the Ten Commandments and the prophets and the Psalms. And like they know, they know their Bibles. They know all of this. And Jesus goes, but here's the twist. It's all about me. And, and, and they begin this journey, this walking together. And Jesus, it says that he explained to them all of the things concerning himself. And I can imagine how the conversation goes, that Jesus is, is going back and he's reframing the way that they've understood the Bible. Right? It goes all the way back. He says, yeah, creation, right? You know the story of creation, about how God created, created everything. Yeah, it's about that. But, but really, Really, it's about Jesus and about how he created everything with purpose and intention and meaning and order. He takes him back to the, to, to, to the Ten Commandments and goes, yeah, yeah, I mean, the Ten Commandments, like those are the Ten Commands of God, but, but really, really, that's a story about how you and I can't even follow ten rules, but Jesus came to fulfill all of them. Right, the story of David and Goliath Right? We, that, that, yeah, it's a story about this guy who, who defeats the giant and gains victory for Israel, right? But really, really, that's a, a story about how Jesus would one day come. And he would defeat the biggest giant of all, sin. 
gaining victory over death for you and me. Or he takes him back to, 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 to the Psalms and goes, yeah, the, the Psalms, like those are, are songs of, of declaration of what God is like. But really, really the Psalms are, 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 are a foretaste of, of when Jesus shows up and shows us what the fullness of God is like. I mean, what Jesus does is he takes these two guys and goes, hey, all of the Bible that you know, here's the twist. It's all about me. See, all of the Bible points to Jesus. Everything that you read throughout the Bible, it, it's intended to point you back to Jesus. In fact, that's why we read our Bible. The, the point of reading our Bible is that you can get to know the God of the Bible. That, that, that when, you, when you read it through the scriptures, the, the, the reason why we do that is so that we might find connection with God so that we could grow in relationship to God. And, and as we do, we, we, not just like, not just like a, an idea of God or like this kind of fuzzy, blurry picture of God, but, but that we might actually grow connected to the fullness of God, which is found in Jesus. I mean, even in, even in Colossians, it, tell us, it tells us, Colossians 1.19 says, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. In, in Colossians 2.9, it says, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in, human, in a human body. I mean, if you want to know what the fullness of God is, if you don't want just a little picture of God or, or partial picture of God, if you want to know what God in all of his fullness is like, look to Jesus. Because that's who the entire Bible is about. That's who the entire Bible points you to. The entire Bible is about Jesus. Now, right now, you should be asking yourself the question, what are we talking about here? Why, why does any of this matter? I thought we were talking about where should I start reading my Bible? What does this have to do with the price of petunias? Nothing, right? That, here's, here's, here's why all of this matters. All of this matters because, because where you start totally depends on you. But if reading your Bible is to help you get to know Jesus, the question you need to ask is how well do you know Jesus? Now, when I ask that question, how well do you know Jesus? Whenever the person up front is like, well, how well do you know Jesus? It sounds really like condescending and like, do you really know him that? Like, that's not what I'm doing here, I promise. I'm asking you just like genuinely, if you answered for yourself, how well do you know Jesus? And, and depending on your answer, I'd recommend that you start reading the Bible maybe in, in a different place. You see, if you answer that question, how well do you know Jesus? If you're like, well, I know Jesus not actually very well. Like, I, I kind of know of Jesus, but I don't maybe know Jesus terribly well. Well, then, okay, great. But if that's where you're at, then here's where I'd recommend you start. I would recommend you start um, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And here's why. Because those books are all about Jesus. They're all about who Jesus is, what he did, what he said, what he taught. It, those books are, are going to give you a picture of what Jesus is like and what his voice sounds like. And so if you don't really feel like you know Jesus very well, start there and get to know this Jesus, who he is and what he's like. Now, if, you, if you're answering the question, how well do you know Jesus? If you're like, I know Jesus pretty well. I don't know. Like, I've known Jesus for a little while. Like, we're close. Like, I, I know Jesus pretty, pretty well. 
If that's your answer, then here's what I'd recommend for you. I'd recommend that you start reading somewhere maybe in the New Testament. Now, for me, when I start reading like a book in the, like anything, I, I want to do something really short so that I can accomplish things, which is why I chose like uh, four like, kind of shorter books in the New Testament. Um, but so if that's you, I'd recommend you read like Galatians or Ephesians or Philippians or Colossians. And here's why. Because these books are all about helping you, hey, if you kind of know this Jesus, now go do life with him. Go experience life with Jesus. Um, like the way I like to explain it is this way, that if I were to sit down with my wife and my kids and just have a conversation, I'd get to know them pretty well. But if I go out and serve with them, if I go out and experience something with them, if I go on vacation with them, I'm going to learn about them in a completely new kind of way. You see, that's what the New Testament is all about. It's about what does it look like to do this life with Jesus? And so if you're like, yeah, I know Jesus pretty well, well, then start reading the New Testament. And here's the deal. If you, if you answer that question, how well do you know Jesus? If your answer to that is, I know Jesus really well. I, I've known Jesus for a long time. Me and Jesus have a, a close, intimate relationship. He is my best friend. If that's your answer to that question, then here's what I'd recommend for you. If that's your answer, I'd recommend you go back and read or reread some of the Old Testament. Go back to books like, like uh, what is it, Genesis or 1 Samuel or Ruth or Jonah. Some of these, these kind of key pivotal stories in the Bible. But this time, this time when you go back and read them, ask the question, how does this point me to Jesus? Because all of it is about Jesus. Go back and reread or read some of those stories that you've grown up knowing your whole life and find Jesus in them and see what, what he might have to say to you in that story, in that context, or see how, how he might take you on a new journey of faith when you start to see him in those stories. Now, for some of you, I hope this is really helpful. I hope that's like a clarifying question, a clarifying way to get started reading your Bible. Now, for some of you, though, your problem isn't necessarily like where to start, your problem is, how do I understand what I'm reading? The Bible is not like the language I speak, right? Like if you have a hard time understanding the Bible, um, I get it. I'm there with you, okay? It's confusing at times. Here's what I'd recommend for you. Um, I'd recommend maybe getting a devotional. Now, devotionals, if you've never read a devotional or been, like, had that, what a devotional is, is it's a book written by somebody who, usually how, how it is, they'll give you a passage of the Bible, and then they'll explain what that passage is for a little bit and then tell you a personal story or give you something to reflect on about what you just read. And if that's going to be helpful for you to like help, help you to start understanding the Bible, um, if you're really into like actual physical books, go to a bookstore and just look at devotionals and then pick one. Or, or jump on Amazon and type in you know, top Christian devotionals and then scroll through until you find one that you like. And just start it. Just start reading a devotional and see what happens. If you're more into like, you know, technology and phones and apps, download the YouVersion Bible app. They've got all kinds of devotions and reading plans in there. Now, if your problem um, is that you just don't like reading, <laughs> again, yeah, again, download the YouVersion Bible app. It'll literally read the Bible to you. It's awesome. You can do it while you're driving. You can listen to it while you're working out or like just on a walk. Um, it'll literally read the Bible to you. But get started. And, and if, if, if devotionals aren't really like your jam, like you're just not really into that kind of thing, man, if, just start reading your Bible. And if you have a question, Google it. Or, or even better, even better, get into a growth group here at Redeemer. Get connected with other people who want to read their Bible to understand it and get to know God 
just like you. Get together in a growth group and and start reading the Bible with other people and and hear their insights, right? Be able to ask your questions and, and give your insights. You know, one of the things that I know is that no matter how much or how little you think you know about the Bible or think you know about God, you always have something to offer someone else because your experience is different and someone else needs to hear that too. Get into a growth group. Read the Bible with somebody. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. When it comes to answering the question, where do I start? I hope this has been helpful. I I hope that you've gotten some ideas for you personally, where you can start. But wherever you start, my prayer for you is that as you read the Bible, you would be drawn to the heart of Jesus and grow closer to him. Because that's what it's all about. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that you showed up to these these two people walking on a road to reframe the whole story. Because God, that's what you do for me. That's what you've done in my life. That as I've read the Bible, and even as I've looked at my own life, Jesus, I can look back and, and when I find you in the midst of the story, you reframe all of it. Jesus, that you have grown my heart for you so much greater and so much deeper, God, that I, I love being able to sit with you and talk with you and, and do this life with you. And Jesus, that is my prayer for each and every one of us here. God, that, that we would get started, that we would read our Bible, not just for the sake of doing it or to, to check it off a, a to-do list, but Jesus, so that we could get connected with you, so that we could know your heart, so we could know your voice and do this life with you, Jesus. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much once again for listening to our podcast. If you experienced something special today or connected in a special way with something that you heard, don't keep it a secret. You can reach out and share directly with one of our staff at redeemermn.org leadership, or you can share this episode of the podcast across your own social media. We look forward to the opportunity to connect with you. Until next time, God bless you and have a wonderful day.